Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. Well, Miles, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the very talented actress, writer, podcaster, educator, Karama Dunkwa! Welcome! Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me, uh, Mr. Applejack and Mr. Miles. <laughs> uh, I do have a question about that apple story, though. Was it yes. a red apple or a green apple? Because one a red of those apple. Is- Oh, that's the worst one. Yeah. I feel like that's worse. I'd rather have a green apple land in my cereal milk than a oh. red apple. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Wait, hold on. That's very specific. Why is that? I have no idea. I'm just okay. not well. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, no, I just like, no, and I'm like, huh. I'm, and now I'm sort of like, damn, am I not thinking critically enough about some of the things he's saying? I think I might be thinking too critically about that story. Yeah, it yeah. feels like a yeah Tim Robinson sketch. I didn't Honestly. focus on the like limb aspect of it. I'm like, but right. what color was the apple? Yeah. <laughs> like, I just had it right here, like next to my head. And then it just went like that. Boom. Just flew, oh, flew so away it from my mouth. I thought you wound up. No, you, no. You launched it. Oh, so was he just across the table from you? Yeah, he was just, he was oh. like down the table a few people. Oh, man. It was like I a salt bay situation, but like with an apple. Yeah, it was, a, it was a spastic salt bay situation. Oh, or like you were one of those card magicians and you're throwing a card right. real quick. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now you see me. <laughs> yeah, and, and I've ruined your cereal milk with this half-bitten apple. Karama, what is good? What's new with you? Uh, what's good? What's new? I'm about to move back to the 818. What, what? Oh. Yeah, next week I'm moving to Van Nuys. So okay. excited about that. And then I just wrapped on season one of iCarly, where I was working in the writer's room, the reboot or mm-hmm, revival, cool. I think is the technical term. But, you know, people just be throwing out rewords yeah. all over the yeah. place. Sure, sure. And uh, I have an episode that I got to write and it comes out in a couple of weeks. So that's what's new. Wow. Amazing. That's Amazing. so dope. Been intersecting with so much iCarly talent recently. And when eventually we'll get Lacey back on here, but uh, I met I Francesca love Lacey. over the weekend. Ramsey. Oh, yeah. Very lovely person. And I was just like, man, this, this seems like the best show to be working on. Yeah, no, I love Lacey. Love Francesca. God, I was like a huge Francesca stan before yeah, the show. And like when I got the list of people we who remember those there, internet videos. I like had a heart attack and I texted all my friends. I was like, oh my God, Francesca <laughs> Ramsey's going to be working in the room. And I like had to be normal for six months working oh, with her. Did you, how'd <laughs> you do? How'd yeah. you do as not trying great. to be normal? Not yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> you came holding a printout you wanted her to sign, like straight in front of your chest, like, hi, so it's my first day. I'm Karama. Blessedly, <laughs> we were working remote. Oh, but, right, right, right. So I did not, I would have, I would have. Right, I would have right. been like, hi, this is the video that you did like six years ago. Will you sign <laughs> printouts sign of it? it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, I mean, just generally, I didn't do a great job of being normal, not just Francesca wise. (laughs) The first day of work, (laughs) we were introducing ourselves. And like I said that I thought that uh, Emotion by Carly Rae Jepsen was one of the best albums of all time. And I thought it was criminally underrated. And I was like, Mm -hmm. this is not a normal way to introduce yourself. Just say your name and stop talking. Right. (laughs) Oh, you just Mm -hmm. came with a hot take right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. 
I will. Well, somebody asked me, what has Carly Rae Jepsen been up to since Call Me Maybe, which was a mistake on their part. But they <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I made I that mistake on that. very early on in this show. And the CRJ <laughs> goons came for me. But yeah. shout yep. out to y'all because you did convert me because so, so many people were like, put that out of your mind, what you mm-hmm. think you may know, and just put this album on. And listen to it. And I'm like, Yo, this shit is just really good. This it's is like really solid good. music. Yeah. It's really good. It's really, yeah. really good. I have a, the, for my birthday, for my 30th birthday, the room got me a Carly Rae Jepsen quilt. Oh. And it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And I carry it around with me when I like travel places. Like I'm Linus from the Peanuts. <laughs> just with your edit, Carly Rae. Edit that birthday. out. Don't tell anybody that. Oh my God. <laughs> no, let them know. <laughs> You know, because you're just letting them know. I do mm-hmm. so many of those hooks. I really like, I really, really, really like you. Like, you can, they're easy to sing and like, run away with me. There's so yes. many earworms in that mm-hmm. album. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. You know what? And you know, maybe oh, your boy is having LA hallucinations uh, these days. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. LA hallucinations is my song. <laughs> uh, I, I, oh my gosh. Yes. You've just come that to whole the right album. Place. That whole album is good. I'm so glad I found my people. I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a new, I'm just, I'm, I'm CRJ curious. You know what I mean? And and I'm opening my, I'm I'm expanding my horizons. And I realized, man, why did I have that all? Why did I have the wrong ideas about this? I think so many fandoms are really toxic in that they think if you haven't been there since day one, you don't, you don't have as much legitimacy as people who have been there since day one. And I don't think that that's true. I think that if you are gathering enjoyment from whatever the, the fandom is, even if yeah. it is your first day when it's somebody else's 10,000th day, then good right. for you. And you don't yeah. have to be like, I know every song. I know every book. I know that is... she was third place on Canadian Idol. I know that she starred as Frenchie in Grease Live. I know that she played Dorothy in The Wiz in high okay, school, which whoa. is, Keep I have going. feelings about wow. that. <laughs> in The Wiz? The Wiz. Well, let's, let's move past that because we really love emotion <laughs> and we want to have the positive yeah. vibes up. And, you know, mm-hmm. high school is a, is a strange time. But, yeah, for it sure, is. gatekeeping is just so exhausting because, like, I've, I myself have been like that, like, when I was in college and stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. going to college in the arts. Like, that was peak, like, check out my fucking DVDs. Check out my albums that I have. And you're, you're coming at people from, like, oh, you don't know Portishead's dummy? What right. the fuck you talking? And then I realized that's just me because all I had for my personality or my identity was to say I knew a lot about this other shit rather than being more secure in who I just was fundamentally as a human being outside mm-hmm. of my interests. And then you have to realize, oh yeah, this let's just just welcome everybody. Especially with the arms new, wide open. the newcomers can experience it and enjoy it in a way that you can't. So let yes. them let them have that. That's why actually you want to be and again, shout out to all the Zeit gang who are not not like being shitty about the my first early Carly Rae Jepsen takes, but we're very <laughs> much like Hey, I get it, but you should really, you really owe it to yourself. You seem to like music. You should listen to it. You'll enjoy it. And I did. And even the subsequent albums. But yeah. I think, you know, as it relates to when, like, bringing somebody in, there's no better feeling actually when you put somebody onto something and you watch them light up, being like, this is so good. And you're like, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Welcome, That's why those two guys, those brothers on like YouTube who do them like listening to songs for the first time. Mm-hmm. I think that that's why they're so popular because it's like we love these songs. We get to watch them fall in love with these songs. Like when right. they heard that drum break on in the air tonight, they were like, what? Yo, what? Right. And I'm like, yes, that's how I felt too. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. But for us, we're all of our like, you know, dopamine receptors have burned out <laughs> in terms of like these <laughs> albums. So it happens, we're like, Ugh. 
I just need this to live. But I'm, I, I enjoy seeing others get life. Jaquise, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Oh, from the search history. All right. All right. I always act surprised, uh, <laughs> even though I've been on the show many times, and <laughs> I act surprised. Something from my search history is I was looking up this place called Club Pravada. Now, if you don't know what Club Pravada is, I know there are some people in the Oregon site gang who might know what this is, but it's a sex club, right? Now, I didn't think these things existed. I didn't think sex clubs existed. I thought they were just things of fantasy, things that you hear about on television. But I decided to run up the old Google machine and and plug it in and log it in and look up Club Pravada, and it's very much a thing. And there are sex clubs in almost every city and state I mean, unless you live in a boring-ass place. But if you live in a place that, like, has a population that's a little bit bigger, there are sex clubs in everywhere. I'm not saying I'm going to go, but I am saying I'm intrigued now. So, yeah. you know. It's just the, good information my, to have. Yeah, it's good information to have. You know, if if you, if you and your significant other decide you want to spice some shit up and you want to you wanna go to a club, uh, for the certain spice that you're looking for, that is available to you. And if you did not know, now you do because they mm. are real. They are real. What, I thought it was fake. What's a sex club though? It's a place where you fuck. Like you just you, you like just go to it's fuck. like a swingers place. So like you you go and couples go and they have they make love. You don't mm-hmm. say the F word on the daily zeitgeist. Uh, they make love. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then they, uh, or, and then you can tap in and stuff. You know, obviously to your comfort, no, no is sure, no, sure, yes sure. is yes, everything like that. But then, like, you know, a lot of places do single ladies and couples, no men. Sorry, man. Sorry if you're single, man. But it's just a place where you go to hook up, have sex with your partner and or other people as well. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically the the shit you see in movies that don't seem real, but apparently it is real. Yeah. Damn. You would think we would know more about it. That used to just be the Wendy's parking lot for me, but it's <laughs> right? good to know about these. Right? Oh, you hooked yeah. up in the Wendy's parking lot before, too? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yes, yeah, 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 baby. You know oh, what you yeah. do is you, you walk outside with three, uh, what is it, the uh, the Frosties, uh-huh. and yeah. if you spill three Frosties on your feet outside the Wendy's, That's they the know sign. what's up. What color frosty? The vanilla or the chocolate? Vanilla, vanilla, vanilla. vanilla, and, then vanilla. If, and then if you're down for the swirl, you got both. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. And then right. you let them know. <laughs> like, I'm open. <laughs> See, what I do is I go get, I'll be like, I go in and like, give me your hottest meat. And so right. when I bring it back to the car and, <laughs> and the windows fog up and somebody knocking me like, it's the meat, it's too hot, it's right, too right, hot. Right. Which is and true. Again, but they think I mean something else, you know, so that's what the Wendy's parking lot is all but about. But it always ends with the same thing, which is, sir, this is a Wendy's. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it ends with. And, you know, every time I don't care, I'll be like, you're right. I saw on TikTok that this clip of uh, this woman who was like, I guess she was saying she was a swinger about how, like, if you're in a supermarket and you have your pineapple upside down in your cart, mm-hmm. that's letting people know that you're with it. But really? again, this is like TikTok. I mean, this is what is so I funny about TikTok. This. It's like full of videos like this. Be like, yeah. this is how this, you know, subculture gets down. And I don't know if that's true. So Swinger Crew, let us know. Is, it's just are like there an elementary like school. That? That's these... like some shit that I, a rumor I would spread in elementary right. school, yeah. you know. Hey, man, you hear it? You hear if you heard turn your pineapple upside down, you down <laughs> yeah. the fuck? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every town has a park where, like, I hear that if you park up there and, like, one of your tail lights is out, you know what that means? Yeah. About your tail, they'll light it up. <laughs> you gotta light that tail up if it's out. I grew up with HBO, Flex, Bragg, mm. and uh, mm. they had a show called Real Sex. Oh, yeah. Which I would, I would oh, always yeah. tune into, you know, after the parents had gone to bed. And I would see sex clubs and I would be disillusioned from any idea that they are uh, what what we see in movies. They're usually yeah. they usually involve a balding man and a with a ponytail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You you ain't going. You ain't. I mean, listen, I'm sure there's, uh, you know, listen, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, you know what totally. I'm saying? Let me go ahead and say these things. Mm-hmm. Pre-cancellation. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. What you love is what you love. You know, the looks don't matter. It's what's on the inside. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we ain't going. It ain't rare shoe diaries in there. It's going to be some motherfuckers <laughs> you ain't attracted to in there. So, you yeah. know, like, it, it, just yeah, know yeah. that probably going yeah. in. You know that. May, yeah. You might be looking for Red Shoe Diaries. It might be Payless. You might be getting some Payless Shoe Diaries in there. <laughs> yeah. What is something you think is overrated, Cerise? Gosh, I think the Loki show is overrated. The whole Marvel Universe, I think, is overrated. <laughs> I have not seen it. I've... Uh... <laughs> I I I I I will. Uh, I don't know. I mean, do, do, were you a big Marvel Universe fan, and then you watched it? No, no. I uh, I got into the Marvel Universe in lockdown. We got Disney Plus, and we've been watching Loki, and people are always talking about it. And I don't know. I just don't get it. Like, I'm not into <laughs> it at all. People are so into these movies and this television show, and I just. I really don't get it. Did you I, watch WandaVision? You know, I started it, didn't finish it. Mm. Same reason. I just didn't get the appeal. It's just not something that I, I just don't understand. Do you yeah. like it? I no, I I famously have not watched any of them because I'm like a just a, like a completionist. And and I've said this before on the show, like the tick at which these films came out was too much for me to keep up with. And so I was just like, no, nah, I'm not. I can't do this. This is too many films to like understand the other films. So a lot of listeners have been like, just watch these six in this no. order and it'll make sense. And I'm like, it's just a huge time investment. And it's too I, much. I, it's, just, it's a little bit hard for me. But yeah, it, I get it. People, you know, they're they're really caught up in them. See you. I'm I feel like, like they just be baking them up as they go along too. Like <laughs> right. <I don't>, <laughs> Yeah. It's like y'all, right. y'all have 12 movies, like two TV shows I got to watch to make it all make sense. Like Right. Yeah. Why? Like, oh man, wait till the new show Thanos's sandal. Oh my god, wait till you see the storylines about that just his footwear. It's like are we we're, we got all kinds of threads that were going down, but yeah. I like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I thought that was cool. Have you seen that one? Right. I, I like that. I haven't seen that. So that one, that I, really dope. I feel like I'm hearing a lot from the Loki reactions about like the multiverse and the idea that like all the Marvel different movies are part of like some multiverse that's going to intersect and like that. That movie interacts with that in an interesting way. I'm starting to get excited about the Marvel Cinematic Universe just from for my three year old because he's like 
now real into like all these characters, even though he's like never all he's seen is like pictures of them. And so I'm just like imagining when he can like finally watch the movies, like how much it's going to make his brain melt and leak out of his ears. <laughs> yeah, or he's gonna be jumping off shit. Yeah, he's a super because that. Oh, he already does. Me that. watching, yeah. yeah, me watching like a few superhero things. I had a bad habit of jumping off of shit, thinking I wouldn't get hurt, like when I was four. But I would try and put enough couch cushions below me to not shatter my ankles completely. But like so the, you know, the the versions that we had, like when I was a kid and into superheroes, were like a Hulk TV show and uh, <laughs> and Batman the '60s TV show, and like I was right. just I was into it. That was good enough for me. Greatest American Hero, which was like a joke, but I I took it seriously. <laughs> What is, Sarah, something you think is overrated? I think that being diagnosed with ADHD on the app TikTok is <laughs> underrated. And I think being diagnosed with lesbianism on the app TikTok is overrated. Okay, because, walk me through these. <laughs> okay, so Please. lately, if you've been on TikTok, and even if you haven't, there's like a widespread phenomenon of of women starting to use TikTok and then their for you page, the algorithm, like the algorithmically decided feed mm -hmm. starts showing them more and more lesbian content and content about compulsory heterosexuality or heteronormativity or whatever. Mm -hmm. And as a result, a lot of women are like, haha, TikTok thinks I'm gay, but I'm not. And then like six months later, they're like, hmm, turns out I am gay. <laughs> And and it took TikTok 20 minutes to figure out that I was gay based on my activity when I didn't know and I'm like, you know, 30 years old or whatever the fuck. Right. And I think I'd be interested good. in hearing from the people in their lives if they knew, like if everybody around yeah. them knew and they were the last to find out. I think, okay, based on personal experience, yes. Um, <laughs> I remember when I was younger having like a lot of, I would make friends with, gay or queer people and they would be like are you sure you're not gay and i'd be like yeah and they were like okay but are you sure though and i was like yeah i'm just like really comfortable with other gay people i mean gay people <laughs> <laughs> and they were like okay but are you gay and i was like no and then i like cut all my hair off and they were like you're gay and i was like no i just don't want men to talk to me and <laughs> they were like i think you're gay and i was like no it's just that i'm kind of like terrified of of men sometimes but i'm also definitely attracted to them but not women but then all you know when you if you have short hair and you're a girl a lot of women just assume you're gay and then will hit on you and then you're like well this isn't so bad actually mm -hmm. <laughs> this is kind of nice and so are there are there people who have been on TikTok now who are like i realized through this algorithm that i like i had a moment of self discovery realization because 100%. of TikTok yeah wow okay yeah. and then what's and what about the ADHD one so the ADHD one I, I actually, I switched these. Being diagnosed with ADHD is overrated. Being diagnosed with lesbianism is underrated. Got it. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> like diagnosed by TikTok yeah. just like yeah. as a concept. Well, the, the algorithm fucking pitches shit to you. Like they'll start yeah. showing you something and if you interact with it, and by interact, I mean even just watch the video in full or watch it multiple times or pause it and then restart it, they'll show you a ton more shit like that. The yeah. algorithm is constantly throwing shit at you 
that is popular or that it thinks you will like and then responding like instantaneously based on your yeah. this is why tiktok is so addicting because it is so responsive and the algorithm is so responsive but anyway so a big thing on tiktok is like there's a lot of people with adhd on tiktok who are there mm-hmm. being like hey what's up here's my life with adhd here's like you know research stuff you might want to know if you have add or you know whatnot and you know a lot of people have made the observation that uh tiktok definitely fucking destroys your attention span um, and so if you have ADD already and you're on TikTok, it's like impossible to get out of it. And it's actually a really bad, very overstimulating thing for you to do. And right. if you don't have ADD, you will begin to experience a lot of the symptoms that people with ADHD experience all the time because you're on the app that is like constantly fragmenting your focus and throwing distractions at you at like the speed of light. And uh, so you know, when you go on TikTok and they're like, hey, do you um, do you feel like you can't focus and like you have a hard time getting offline? And you're like, yeah, I'm on this app. <laughs> I'm on the right. thing that's doing. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. I'm on the the like the screen version of cocaine. Of course, I have a hard time focusing. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> oh, and then people are just being like, man, do I? It's like, well, hold on, zoom oh, yeah. out for a second, realize yes. what the activity you're engaged in. Right. Because it's like, if you got off TikTok and you still felt all those things, yeah, for sure. Like, you might have ADHD, but like, if you're on TikTok, all bets are off, dude. Like, this is, this is like, it's like they threw crack cocaine into our, onto our minds again. They were like, hey, man, are you like fucked up? Like, are you mentally <laughs> ill? And you're like, no, I'm actually on a drug. I'm fine, dude, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm on drugs right now. Yeah, I feel crazy. Yeah. I'm on drugs. Yeah. Yeah, this, I feel like I remember, because, you know, when I get caught, because it knows your boy used to dabble in the the, the dark street arts because I get all kinds of trafficking content on oh TikTok <laughs> and like basketball jokes. It's mine's is dancing, basketball jokes, drug trafficking, and construction workers showing their packed lunches. Oh, interesting. Drug trafficking, because I get sex trafficking because it knows I'm a girl. And so I get all of these videos that are like girls, you know, telling a story where they're like, you know, me uh, being uh, whatever, you know, sometimes like meeting a guy who has a van, you know, and then it's like, gong, and they're like, I was trafficked. (laughs) And it's just like raising awareness or something. I don't fucking know. But now I'm terrified. Right. Yeah. And and then it's funny you get you get stuck on there just scrolling, 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 and then like every you know like seven hundred videos that one comes up like hey 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 want to take a break hey how about a break you want to take a break real quick you should take a break here's some tips on how to take a break you know because you've been on this motherfucker for a minute that we're even oh really trying to introduce a slight bit of responsibility Yo. as a platform to you yes Jack when you are on TikTok for like over an hour and a half a, a video comes up of a of a guy whose face I now know intimately. <laughs> he's like MySpace Tom now. Yes, yeah. he's like MySpace Tom now. And he says to me, hey, you've been scrolling for a long time. Maybe it's time to uh, go to bed. There will still be videos in the morning. Oh, yeah. my God. You're like, shut the fuck up, more narco videos. <laughs> yep. Jack, you don't even know how advanced TikTok is. They are they are regulating you so you don't get burned out. So you keep yeah. coming back. But that's yeah. mean to be like, hey, like they should just like make the app like start to malfunction or something. Instead of being like, <laughs> hey, we're worried about you here at TikTok. Yeah. It's like, fuck yeah. you, man. It's like, no, yeah. you're not, dude. You keep shoveling all this other shit in my right. face. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm okay. We're worried that you won't come back if you do this, if you go too hard on TikTok. <laughs> Please, right. if you let us harvest all of your data today, there will be no data left to harvest tomorrow. Exactly. 
We don't want to burn you out. One must we want you seed to be... the data fields. Yeah. You have to leave one of your data fields fallow every year. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> grow new data and mine data, later. Data crop rotation. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's take a quick break and we will be right back. And we're back. And... Texas is Texasing big time. So mm-hmm. Governor Greg Abbott and his merry band of fascists have not given up on passing a bunch of bills that would turn the clock back to the 1930s-ish in terms Maybe of in the voting fucking rights. 1830s. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we might, be, we might be being too hard on the 1930s. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, they see the demographic changes that are coming their way and they need to protect their, you know, white supremacy. Yeah. So they are doing everything they can to make it so that, you know, the population as it exists in Texas can't vote. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the that's the easiest way to hold on to power when you have a platform that is unappealing to most and it completely doesn't acknowledge, you know, the the humanity of the people that live in your state. So, you know, the bills, we've talked about this because a lot of Republican controlled states after the presidential election and because of the big lie, they're using this premise of like, we need more voter security to essentially strip away all the ways that makes it easier for people to vote. And that's how they're, you know, potentially combating the the voter security question, which is a total fallacy. So in Texas, they want to ban drive through polling places. They want to just severely restrict absentee voting and 24 hour voting, which helps if you have a you know restrictive job schedule that you have the ability to vote at any time of day. And even, you know, most fucked up is like give poll watchers essentially like the ability to just be at a polling place and intimidate the fuck out of whoever they want. And really, again. Uh, create a uh, create scenes that we haven't seen since you know I'd say Jim Crow, and this isn't the first time they've tried to do this. The last time they tried to pass the bills, Democrats left in protest. They left like the Capitol to you know prevent them from achieving a quorum to actually have a vote. And then this time, the the governor called a special session. They wanted to force a vote, but now over fifty Democrats they chartered planes to leave the state again to this time to prevent them from achieving a quorum to have a vote to go to d c to lobby their federal counterparts to pass some fucking bills because right now in the Senate we see like with the for whatever reason the intent to hold on to the filibuster is preventing you know h r one and for the people act like the robust voting rights bills that we're trying to pass that would make it easier for everyone to vote, not just Democrats, Republican, fucking everyone just to say, hey, this is how it works, right? We vote here and hey, may the best thing win. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) one of the state representatives, Shay Martinez Fisher, he said, quote, this is a moment that is going to wake America up. We have to decide if we're going to stand for democracy. We want the nation to join us and we want the U.S. Senate to hear us and act because this isn't this isn't, you know, them saying they just don't agree with the legislation like they're there for votes that they're constantly outnumbered in and they still vote for them to leave. They're trying to show everybody this is so outside of the norms that people need to be paying attention to what's happening here to the point that they're risking, quote unquote, arrest 
And I use that term loosely because Governor Abbott is like doing WWE style commentaries like, and I'll keep doing special votes and special sessions until we get to election day. And I don't care. And if they come back, I will send the sheriffs or whatever to, to arrest these members On and horseback. cabin them. <laughs> yeah, essentially, they will be arrested and arrested and cabined until they vote. But again, there aren't any laws on the books that actually like that would make, make that legal. What they're doing, <laughs> say there, it's a crime. But mm. they did just vote to authorize the sergeant at arms to go out and arrest the legislators. But again, that's something their jurisdiction is restricted to Texas, and would you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of blustering, but is happening. Mm. It's so crazy to me that Texas is the state that culturally is like, don't treat on me, small state get out of my affairs, liberty for all. And then it's like, okay, uh, what about me? I'm a woman and would like to have control over my own Shut body. Shut the fuck up. No, no, <laughs> you. It's like, uh, what about me? I vote for a different party. No, fuck nah. you too. It's just <laughs> Look like, at the fine print, asshole. It's, Terms and restrictions apply. It's so naked. It's so, yeah. like, it's crazy that they can get away with it and it's so naked. Can I, I just, I had to Google this because it's too perfect. There's a quote by Hunter S. Thompson, mm -hmm. which is, like, so prescient. The Republican establishment is haunted by painful memories of what happened to old man Bush in 92. He peaked too early and had no response to it's the economy, stupid, which has always been the case. Every GOP administration since 1952 has let the military-industrial complex loot the Treasury and plunge the nation into debt on the excuse of wartime economic emergency. Nixon quickly comes to mind, along with Reagan and his ridiculous trickle-down theory of US economic policy. If the rich get richer, the theory goes, long before their pots will overflow, it will somehow trickle down to the poor, who would rather eat scraps off the Bush family plates than eat nothing at all. Republicans have never approved of democracy, and they never will. It goes back to pre-industrial America, when only white male property owners could vote. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's it. It's still the same thing. Still the same agenda. Just new characters, new costumes. It's, but it's like, it's, it, if it didn't affect so many people in such an awful way, it would be interesting to observe from a scientific point of view because the group of people there, you know, taking the rights away from is increasing and the amount of people that they represent is shrinking. So mm -hmm. they have to do these more and more tyrannical things and like yeah. just nakedly anti-democratic you know borderline authoritarian lawmaking yeah. to suppress the vote and it's like at what point did they trip over the line where people are actually like yo what the fuck you can't <laughs> like this is crazy it's the hard i mean it's it's bubbling up because right now a lot of especially democrats and progressives and and anyone who's interested in voting rights are looking at what's happening in the lack of movement from especially the senate because we have this stupid arcane mechanism called the filibuster in place uh where if you watch on msnbc even for msnbc you'll have people like casey hunt say call the filibuster the tool of the minority rather than a relic of the most racist times. But okay, MSNBC, thank you for your really cool coverage. Mm. But they like, you know, they won't do away with it because that is one of the biggest roadblocks to passing a lot of these bills to have, like even with the just, you know, math, slim mathematical majority that the Democrats have. And hopefully, I think these legislators from Texas are hoping to put more pressure on these senators and people in Congress to do something because they're saying, if you don't handle it up here, 
we're getting we don't have the numbers to do it at the state level. So this is the only place where you're going to ensure any kind of outcome, especially for your federal offices as well. This affects everyone. And I think a lot of us here are looking at the president and Joe Biden and wondering like, oh, you at this point, it just seems like he's refusing to really take this seriously because I think like, you know, without the filibuster in place, a lot of real progressive policy could come through that would change things for, you know, the, the I guess the status quo in D.C. Well, it'd be, it's necessary like that. That's mm-hmm. the thing that I think people are ignoring is that like, like you said, Tim, like because the demographics are changing, the Republicans are going to like this is only going to get worse and more blatant their authoritarianism is only going to get more extreme and there needs to be changes to the laws to to protect against that but i think people are just because trump lost the election they're just less less concerned about it and paying less attention but like the central like republican party has only grown more and more like startlingly authoritarian and nothing nothing's really being done about it Mm -hmm. do you remember i think it was the second obama election and the republicans got their ass handed to them and then they came out with that report about the changing demographics of the country and how they needed to basically extend an olive branch to the hispanic community yeah and like they were you know, you get these little, I mean, that maybe that was, that was it. And then they ignored it, but there are these little signs that every now and then they kind of know what they need to do. And then mm-hmm. they just go and ignore it. And that's why I say like, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to walk down this road of absolute tyranny. And I think they're only doing it because they're so entrenched in the system of just fulfilling the wishes of these billionaires that fund the party. And not to say that the Democrats don't do you know, their own version of that. But it just mm-hmm. seems it seems like such a smaller, richer, more evil minority of people who are calling the shots with the GOP. But I, I did want to ask you, Tim, what is registering for voting like in New Zealand? Like how many forms do you have to fill out? How many uh, different times many do you have to do you make to sure that you are registered? And then which IDs and uh, proofs of address do you need to bring to the poll to make sure that you are registered to vote in our last general election which was last year <laughs> yeah we had a- attached to the general election where you you know pick what party is going to be in power and what politician will represent your area that you live in we also had a referendum on cannabis law reform and i went to the polls stoned with no wallet id or anything and cast my vote <laughs> That's how, it, like, it literally could not be easier to vote so in New Zealand. Do you just fill out, you just sort of, you self-identify, like, on your ballot so they know who the vote is attributed to? Or how does it, how do they We've gone, of- um, we've actually got some pretty good systems. So there's, like, there, there genuinely has been a massive effort in New Zealand to make it as easy as possible. And we've got, I can't remember what they're called, but they're, like, an easy vote card. So you register, you know, a little bit early or you make sure that your details are correct on the electoral roll and then they will post you just a little business card sized slip of paper that's got a number on it. You go you go and you take that to a polling volunteer at the polling station on the day and like that's it. There's a sheet of paper. You put, I think it's actually may even be pre-filled with your name and then you just tick a couple of boxes wow. and that's your, that's your ballot cast. And the lines are really sh- like I I don't want to rub it in because <laughs> I, I I see the news footage of uh, 
you know, yeah. especially minority communities just waiting in the cold for 12 hours and people delivering them food just to cast a ballot. And it breaks my fucking heart, man. And again, it's one of those like huge disconnects between America exporting the story of itself being, you know, the greatest democracy in the world and the birthplace of modern democracy. It's like, you fucking Nobody. kidding me? No. Yep. We got, we just have the best PR machine ever. It's great to have dreams. It's great to have goals, but you got to kind of be real <laughs> about your current situation and what you're going to yeah. do to to hit them, you know? But you it's like, like an the, X Factor judge where the US is doing their act as great democracy. Like, we love what you did, but I know I had to hit the buzzer on that because it was falling a little bit short in the accuracy department. Just keep working at it and we hope to see you next season. Yeah. Can see the intent though. The intent yeah. is there and I and I appreciate that. <laughs> but the I feel like Americans don't even acknowledge like how simple the government could make it if they wanted to. Like right. it, it is it super would, intentional. Yes. It, it, if I can tell you one thing from New Zealand. <laughs> it is. And it's like I imagine really expensive to do that. Like it, it seems to me just intrinsically like it would be cheaper to you know, just from give a people, funding level yeah. to allow people to vote and not put these roadblocks up because all of them represent a barrier that someone's got to, you know, force in, like these ID checks and that. Someone, Someone's actually got to be there doing those ID checks where there's got to be a system or whatever. It's, right. you know, everyone's yeah. heard this a million times before. It's not about voter fraud. Voter fraud does not exist in any statistical way in America. It's not yeah, a Yeah, and thing. when it does, it's typically, it's been Republicans that have been yeah. caught over the last year who've been like, I'm sorry, man, I've made my dad Trump on get vote. caught out? Didn't like half his family vote in a different state to where they reside to try and like swing shit? I mean, I think they were just errantly vote. I mean, it's again, it's like it's like these stupid little attempts from people thinking they're going to be heroes by doing this really light voter fraud. But yeah, that's all that, you know, this whole concept, because to your point of like, it's never just it's if the white ruling class and that balance of power begins to be upset, this is when the bills start coming in. This is when state houses start gerrymandering. This is when they start restricting voting rights because, vo again, they like voting only if it serves their purposes. And now we're seeing them be like, oh, OK, there's too many of them. We got to pull up the gate. We got to yeah. pull up the ladders. We got to make sure that it's impossible now because this thing's going to get away from us. And the freaky thing is the Republicans have understood for a long time how to do this, the structural stuff. Organizations like the Federalist Society, they understand the power of state legislatures and getting judges on the benches. All this shit that like, I, I imagine typical Americans don't really pay much attention to because you're living your goddamn lives. You know, you're, you're keeping the lights on. You're trying to pay rent, look after your family. And the Republicans are like putting all of, the most dastardly people in these roles right, where yeah. they can just tweak shit enough and a little bit here and a little bit there in this court and, you know, the sheriff's department. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you've got like a third of the state that can't cast a ballot. It's yeah. so crazy. America loves to brag about how we have like the best colleges in the world, but all our like educated, all that education is going towards uh like educating people to be in the Federalist Society to like come up with <laughs> convoluted ways to make voting harder. And I, uh, I got to say this, though, it, and just advertising the advertising industry. I get I get swept up in this stuff when I'm on podcasts like this. And I've, I've got to just put it on the record. I fucking love America and I love Americans. OK. <laughs> OK. Yeah. I mean, but nothing I you've said, place. nothing you've said would indicate otherwise. I mean, that 
like the the only thing you've criticized. Have you been on is, podcasts where you said something, you made an observation about America and be like, this guy fucking hates America, man. It's very easy to get into a death spiral about how bad the right. democratic process is over there. People are like, oh, yeah. Fuck, no, welcome to you, this foreigner. show. No, welcome <laughs> to this show. It's called the daily death spiral. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I was listening to your stand-up about how much more progressive the uh, healthcare system in Grand Theft Auto is than the U.S. healthcare <laughs> system. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was a really good observation. Yeah, thanks, man. No lies, not not a single lie uh, detected. Yeah. Even yeah, that game has a utopia of a medical. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's wish fulfillment. It's like, god damn, could you imagine? All right, real quick, before you uh, blast off, let's go to space real quick. So Richard Branson went to space. First of all, I just want to say the headline on Drudge Report, a uh, right-wing media outlet, but it's uh, like the single page. It's just a single page with a bunch of links, and it still competes with like New York Times for page views. Like this, this is the most popular news single page in America. So I always like to check it. And on Sunday, their headline was Richard Branson, Branson blast off with the big headline. And then above that, Death Valley hits 130 degrees Fahrenheit within four degrees of world record, exclamation point. Palm Springs, highest ever temps per month. Record temperatures, strain power supply. USA, hottest June. Reservoirs drying up. In addition to this being just like a boring pissing contest between rich guys, apparently Bezos is not impressed with Branson's. Uh, he did, Branson didn't break the carbon barrier, which is the internationally recognized barrier for space. And oh shit, Bezos is like that. He didn't really go to space. And oh I mean, they didn't do a good job convincing me either with the video. They just they didn't even like put on astronaut suits. They were just like in sunglasses floating around. But <laughs> commercial, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, just man. for the shits and giggles. But uh yeah. I just keep picturing Bezos and Branson like saying wee as they fly into space and contributing nothing to the mission and the actual astronauts having to like stop their complicated work to like look over and be like yeah, wow, you're really doing it, sir. This mm -hmm. great, great work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just over and over, base like, this is so fucking sick right now. This <laughs> is so sick. That, Thank that, you, Mr. Bezos. We have to, I'm checking the telemetry right now. This is so fucking sick. I can't believe it. <laughs> that was approximately how uh, eloquent Branson was. He was like, that was, I've done some ridiculous stuff, but dude, that was ridiculous. That was like his, <laughs> that so was his, that's one small step for man was, yeah. dude, for donk. Well, he told, he was like, for all the dreamers out there, he's like, I'm a grown man in a spaceship. Believe <laughs> your dreams. I'm like, you're in a plane that went up that didn't even bust the carbon barrier full. Yeah. Just relax and, and do something with your money to help the earth that you left that is on fire as we speak. But yeah, yeah that just that. Like, I feel like a movie wouldn't put those headlines right next to each other during the, like, headline reel where when a movie's, like, trying to montage past a, an apocalypse to get to the post-apocalypse. Like, having them on the same headline is a lot. Like, that's yeah. very on the nose. Yeah. The shit that rich white people do is astounding to me. <laughs> and, and it's mostly because, like, let me, let me ask you something, Miles and Jack. Like, could you imagine Jay-Z going to space? I could. You could? Kinda. I can't imagine that nigga going to space. I mean, he, look, he he signed a deal with the NFL. 
Uh, but, but but going to space? <laughs> nah, brother. You Jay-Z mean on grew his up dime? poor. No, in general. Jay-Z grew up poor. Jay-Z ain't about to go nowhere that's going to kill him like that easily and lose sure, all sure. his damn money, right? I mean, after seeing him on a wave runner with his vacation hair, I'm like, I think I've seen it all with Jay. But yes, <laughs> with this, with this, what you're putting down right now, yes, I do. I, I understand the points you're making for yeah, sure. Yeah, like, it's just, I, you know, listen, we could talk about richness all we want, capitalism, billionaires, blah, blah, blah. But uh, somebody get Jackie's a billion dollars. First of all, I'll help <laughs> some people. Right. I'm still going to keep my, I'm still going to keep a lot of my money, but I'll help a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? I'll tell you what I'm not doing. I'm not going to fucking space. I'm not doing shit that's going to be close to killing my ass. One thing can go wrong. The most I'm doing is getting on a plane. That's the most right. thing. That's the most I'm doing. I'm not jumping out of a plane. I'm not going beyond the atmosphere. I just don't <laughs> understand, like, what makes you want to say, well, what have I done? I've made, uh, made $400 billion. Oh, fuck. Let's go to space. Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't understand it. It's so wild to me. And that we just yeah. let them. There's just like a fork in the road, I think, for really wealthy people where it's like, okay, like I've bought everything that can be owned. And yeah. then you're sort of like, okay. And then you get to this fork in the road, which is like maybe help people like in a significant way. Yeah. Or the other side of the road goes build spaceship. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Build spaceship. Build spaceship. I'm also mad they go into space because I'm tired of. I'm tired of like Twitter memes and shit about like it's just I'm so right. tired of people. Oh, well, they're fucking up the planet, so they're trying to leave it. Like, uh, okay, like it, it all it all spawns just boring takes. <laughs> it's very boring. It's, it's like all boring. So on the nose, it's boring. But it's it, so boring. You gotta. I mean, they're they're doing like you don't need a meme because the meme, like all the writing, is there in this. Oh, it is. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I, that's a really good point about just like that. Some something about the uh, confluence of like personality defects that makes you become a billionaire. Mm -hmm. it, it's going to space. It's wanting to like feel proud of that. There's like some bad person energy. Like I'm, I'm reading this book, the power broker about uh, Robert Moses and the guy who like designed a lot of New York city and was like a racist piece of shit. And like early on, he's like this super idealistic guy. And he's publishing a paper that he worked on with like 20 people who adored him, who he was like really good leader to. And then when it comes to like taking credit for the report, he just like takes all their names off of the, the report. Like he's just there's just like these certain character defects that make you really successful in America. And all, they also happen to make you like a very shitty person. And I feel like going really wanting to go to space and like have people recognize you as guy in space is is one of them. Like, even with Trump, Miles, you were pointing out, like, even Trump, like, wanted to get involved as, like, a <laughs> wannabe billionaire. Absolutely. He's even, when he was, he, Trump took credit for, the, for them going to space. <laughs> he said, I'd rather see Richard in the plane today than me in the spaceship. Richard loves it, and Bezos loves it. And a lot of rich guys love space, okay? You will explain that someday, but they do love space. That's a real quote he said out his mouth. And then he goes on to say, they love, spending, they love sending rocket ships up, and I made it possible for them to do this. I actually said to my Jesus. people, let the private sector do it. 
These guys want to come in with billions of dollars. Let's lease them facilities because, you know, you need certain facilities to send up rockets. And we have those facilities. We have the greatest facilities <laughs> <We have laughs> now because of what I did. I, we are leading the pack in space by far. Jesus. Okay. Well, I'm so mad. Down. I'm so mad at Donald Trump. And let me tell <laughs> why? you why. Let me tell you why. <laughs> hey, what's going on, Jakees? You know, <laughs> I, overall, I overall think the presidency is bad uh, in mm-hmm. general. I know I'm about to upset a bunch of people out here, but I think even if Lord Bernie Sanders got into the White House, that nigga going to do some bad shit because just the office of the presidency is bad. But some people would be better than others, right? Mm -hmm. I'm so mad that Trump is on the lower spectrum, if not the bottom of bad presidents, because if he wasn't, this nigga is the funniest motherfucker in the planet (laughs) That I've ever seen. Like, this, he is pure comedy, and I can't enjoy his comedy because right. he's such a terrible fucking person. <laughs> like, what uh, you yeah. just read is a scripted television show. Yeah. It's yeah. a scripted television show that we can enjoy because he's serious. <laughs> like, right. And not in a charming way. Not in, like, right, a fun right. way. He's serious and like all the crap that spews out of his mouth. But it's funny. A lot of rich Jesus. guys love space, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Once he's dead, I feel like Trump movies are going to be like an entire genre because it's going to, yes. <laughs> like he is Michael Scott. Like he's a Michael Scott level, like yeah. comedic character just in, in reality. But yeah, the, the unfortunate. The fortunate reality is the stakes are so high that yes. those like translate to real world outcomes that are just deadly that's they're just yeah that can fuck up yeah. a whole goddamn nation but like the immediate instinct at the at the front of that quote to be like look i don't even want to go to space like a like a kid who just lost a race and is like i didn't even want to win yeah he's, he's like well better them than me i would rather see richard in the plane than me in the spaceship Richard loves it. Bezos loves it. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> but it's like it, that that was <laughs> like that's not anybody else's thought except billionaires. Billionaires <laughs> are the ones who are like looking at him being like, motherfucker. <laughs> like, so pissed. <laughs> damn. I'll space money. <laughs> also, Trump, put your line as you know your ass wouldn't go to space, your scary ass. Hell no. You know your ass wouldn't you go you wouldn't get near a rocket. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's not at all. Almost definite. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break. Ooh, yes. We will be right <laughs> How back. How much time we got? 20, 20 25 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. And the privatization of like kind of security forces on a, on a very small scale is being delivered to Americans via a new ring product. Mm. Yeah, drones, baby. Yeah, they... I don't know why this would make anyone feel fucking good about anything, but, like, you know, ring and that entire home security industry like is built on like scaring the fuck out of people and getting them to buy into their version of reality where like every neighborhood in America is filled with dangerous people and like the only way to protect yourself is to like have constant surveillance and apps where people can like talk shit about their neighbors and (laughs) and you know and and get off some of the most racist takes you've ever seen 
And, you know, like we talked about how like when Ring was bought by Amazon, then they were putting out ads for like looking for crime reporters to help like create content for their ads again to keep this sort of cruel and unusual world narrative going for all their users. And as if having a fuck ton of hackable cameras wasn't enough to make you feel safe, Ring has announced this new product, which is called the Ring Always Home Cam. It's a fucking <laughs> drone that will fly around your house so you can check all the nooks and crannies when you're out of the house. So I'll just read it. Like, it looks so like it like looks like Wally's friend. It's made to look so non-aggressive, but it's a miniature quadcopter with a camera on it. And they say the Ring Always Home Cam is a drone camera that you can program to follow preset flight paths throughout your home. Yeah, you'll get the most out of it when paired with a Ring Alarm subscription, since the drone is automatically triggered to lift from its base to fly preset paths. In the ad for it, it was basically some person leaving their house and like setting their alarm. But then a guy with a ski mask decided to open a window and the alarm went off and then the drone's like, Wee! Like going to check, and this guy's checking his phone, and it looks like this like steady cam shot going through your house, and it arrives to the point of entry where this guy with the ski mask is in, and the guy sees it, and he's like, "Oh no, I didn't know it was a little quadcopter. I'm gonna go. You know what? Crime over, and yeah. like leaves." And, and then it follows him home and he decides to change his life and go to college and <laughs> <laughs> exactly, become right. an engineer for Ring. Um, right. One hundred percent. And I, it's weird that like, again, as if there if we don't have enough ways for you to put cameras in your own home. Like, I guess they're trying to be like stationary cameras are for victims. <laughs> But like for those of us that embrace the surveillance state, you can now invite it directly into your home. And the potential for bad shit with this just seems infinite. Like the idea that now you're going to deploy security drones within your home is just like such a nightmare situation for me. But I just want to also point out that, you know, Amazon and the police are using ring cameras to basically privately crowdfund their own surveillance networks. And it's a little I think not many people are aware of this. All but two states, uh, Montana and Wyoming. Uh, this is from uh, The Verge, quote, now have police or fire departments participating in Amazon's ring network, which lets law enforcement ask users for footage from their ring security cameras to assist with investigations. And they say now figures from ring show more than eleven hundred eighty nine departments joined the program in 2020 for a total of over two thousand. And they're saying that even if you're a person who if the police say, hey, we'd like to obtain some of the footage from your ring camera. Some people who own the cameras don't even have the ability to say no. Right. They're just like, Amazon will just go around them and be like, yeah, okay, here it is. So this is just a very, there's like so many layers to this that it just like, there gets spooky and spookier and spookier when you look at it. What are the cops doing or not doing rather that they need like entire <laughs> cities to be on ring camera, right? Like right, this right. really, I mean... This is this is all the ads that the defund the police movement really needs, right? Like people still need to depend on like fucking cameras like flying drones? around every inch of their home and that still maybe doesn't even prevent the crime. Like what the hell do we have the cops for? Right. Like, and then what? it's all, then we go a step further, like and then the ring camera gets super woke. It's like, but what is crime? Is it a <laughs> is it a symptom of a yeah. of a society where there's no social safety net and people are driven to such desperation that their only financial recourse are to commit property crimes? Hi, I'm Jeff Bezos. And blah blah blah. It's like <laughs> what 
like I don't know where they. Uh, yeah, th- I feel like the simple question is, wait, what? What about police? <laughs> if I need super drone to shoo away a, a suspected burglary, a burglar from my home, mm. right? Where are the cops watching my ring footage? I guess. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> but the cool stuff when it's aimed at someone's backyard and they got a pool. It's like okay, that's Uh-oh. not you're not enforcing anything. Have you have you seen any of like the YouTube videos of people putting guns on quadcopters? Because that's happening. Uh, I saw. I mean, I I saw Terminator too, Judgment Day. So <laughs> right, it's I, basically. I have an idea of what that's like. Yeah, but you're saying people are now. I mean, just like home homespun homespun killer drones. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. I mean that 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 goes along with that like Lego Glock set that just came out. Right, people are like they're like, well, it's just it's, it's just, just a just cool gun man. that they glued Legos on to like make the gun more it appealing like to toy. children. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, but can end a life, and because that's because we're, we're talking aesthetics here. But I mean, when you think about like one of the big arguments for gun ownership in America is like the fantasy of like. That that iconic figure of guy in ski mask breaking into a house and getting to shoot someone with impunity. And like I can just imagine like a, it doesn't feel like it's much of a much of a leap to a world where this thing rises out of the ground with a fucking handgun attached to it. Right. So and again, inherently, like anything on that's Internet connected could be hackable. Right. So who knows what other eventual applications they have. I don't know if anyone, again, I don't know who this is for, but this seems like a very specific person who's consumed a lot of, you know, Facebook posts and like neighbor app posts to be like, yeah, 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 I need this. I need this. <laughs> Only way to feel safe is drone. <laughs> Just, that, yeah. They make, look, they make that shit look cute as hell in the commercial. I know. Like, it's not some, it's not, you know, indicating what our bleak future looks like. <laughs> it really was meant to look like a, a fun thing that would make someone reconsider committing a crime because it, it saw you. Well, let's talk about some good news in this crazy mixed up world. A corporation bringing two groups together <laughs> after, at long last, you know, this has been years of these groups butting heads and Heinz is is here to bring the hot dog people and the hot dog bum people together it's a i think it's a Seinfeld joke maybe about like how you know hot dogs come in 10 packs hot dog buns come in 8 what's the deal with that yeah and that that Heinz is trying to broker a peace here broker a, a an accord between the two um, don't they own the fucking aren't they all owned by the same like three companies anyway <laughs> like, you know I mean? like, <laughs> yeah uh, general food or craft or whatever they fucking own the bread and the hot dog people is it really reaching across the aisle or or i guess in this romantic version it is yeah i the the i'm pretty sure they are all owned by like one of two <laughs> companies so the reason that they're set that they have different counts is hot dogs used to be a thing that was sold by butchers and butchers tend to go with like the 10 pack uh, for all things, because that's just like what makes sense, like what's the easiest to count. And but then bakers go with eight because 
Baker's, I don't know. They don't, they don't play by what your rules, asshole. What about the Baker's asshole. dozen? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but that, but that's not an even 10. Like, uh, Baker's are loose cannons when it comes to numbers. They'll just, they'll throw 13 rolls at you. They don't give a fuck, you know? Uh, they're like, <laughs> our dozen entire... is different than your dozen. Fuck the meat bread balance. Here's another <laughs> loaf. Go. Yeah. But is it because maybe because eight because it's divisible by four and twelve is their god the dozen is the the god of the of the baker yeah so it's basically I think the the reason the dozen is the god of the baker is the reason that they have the eight which is that they have trays like baking trays that are like built in fours so you always mm-hmm. have like like uh, multiples of four for all baking products now who's um. making the tins. Exactly. So that's what Heinz out is, further. That's what Heinz needs to be thinking about right here. <laughs> so are they going to is this like a real thing? Is this like a marketing thing? It's or, just or a marketing they, thing. They're just trying to they had oh, a bad damn it, Jack. I was hoping for substantive change. They had a bad twenty nineteen because they and they were like embroiled in an accounting scandal that I know we all followed closely. Uh their CEO had to resign in twenty nineteen. Uh, profits were already falling before the ketchup shortage during the pandemic. So they're like, uh, we're back. It's not really like a growth product. It's not like people are f- still finding out about ketchup. So I don't know. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, did you hear what they did? Who is this Heinze <laughs> company? Wow. What? Um, That's the, oh, they make the red stuff. Yeah. Oh, so it's the, so they're acting as, so the, the condiment maker is acting as the, intermediary neutral third party to create this accord yes i see i see i see i see that's why i buy nathan's they come in eight and the buns come in eight right but they match up yeah because i have a terrible i have a terrible i hate when you got extra i just can't handle that shit it really bugs me again along with me being a completionist and not watching a lot of the mcu films i don't like getting a 10 pack of buns when i only have eight francs it's just Therese, did you watch all the Lokis? No. No. Okay. Any any Was thoughts like on Owen Wilson? On? Well, that, that I think towards the end is when they like revealed the large MCU like crossover possibility. I only know about this because Toby Maguire was trending and my uh Google alert that tells me every time Toby wa- Maguire's trending uh <laughs> hit me up and wait, not Toby Maguire. What who did Toby Maguire play Spider-Man? Back in the At day. At one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So people are like, finally, Tobey Maguire is going to like enter into the MCU. Our dreams are answered. I don't know. People people are weird. Tobey Maguire stands. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Maguire. Us Maguire stands. And uh, yeah, they, that. so his name was trending, which always intrigues me. And uh, that that was the reason, because like they opened the possibility of like all the different Marvel movies being connected and like some great crossover event, uh, mm. which I think excites. So it's really just a scheme to remake the remakes and remake those. Right. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. I think you mispronounced art. It's art. <laughs> uh, <okay>. <laughs> all right. That's going to do it for this week's weekly zeitgeist please like and review the show if you like the show uh means the world to miles he he needs your validation folks uh i hope you're having a great weekend and i will talk to you monday bye